Welcome to episode 63 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss our joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? Alive. Well, here I am in my little cave <laughs> in southeastern Pennsylvania, still breathing. So far, I've not contracted any deadly illnesses. I've also not seen people for three weeks, so there's that. Yeah, what well, these days, what more can you ask for? Oh, man. It, it's weird. I was talking to somebody, maybe Ridge, maybe it was you. I don't, I don't even remember. I was talking to somebody, and I kind of consider myself a recluse in a lot of ways. I'm okay with being separate from people. I'm kind of – I have forced – Forced times where I'm extroverted, I'm, you know, I'm outgoing. I, I will communicate and talk and be good in crowds, but that's all stuff I've learned how to do. I typically default on introvert, but I can tell you that apparently I need more interactions than what I would have ever thought. <laughs> but it's been going pretty good on our end. I, I can't complain, all things considered. Um, there's still a lot of unknowns around this whole situation but for the most part we are we're plugging forward we've been doing pretty good so i can't complain you guys are still on non-essential lockdown right yeah technically i mean our governor told us to shut down and we decided that we're going to open back up so here we are being little rebels yeah but i I, it, it comes down to so we've had team meetings we have had I mean, there's a, there's an understanding among our team that we don't know what the, the full truth is of anything. You know, you have so many different people saying different things. We don't know. We we just don't know the future, but we can be smart while we are still in operation by the only people we're interacting with are the people at the shop and then going home. I mean, the people at the shop don't have to be all around each other either. And they're not, there's a lot of space and distance and everything. So it's a very lean work crew. I'll say there's only a couple key people that are actually at the shop. A lot of the other guys took vacation and wanted to take the time off two or three weeks off, which is, it's fine. Yeah. We had thankfully a lot of product produced before this, but now we are actually going to be, we're actually ramping up production now as we speak. And Ethan's going to be cranking out a ton of stuff because I know that, once we get through this with the other law enforcement, military and other stuff we were working on, if we don't do that now, we're going to be out of everything in the very near future. So it's different, but we're moving forward. That's good. It's good. to. I just think it's, it's good right now to be both be cautious and be preparing for, um, for worse, maybe to say that way. Like, just you know, we we're kind of talking before this a little bit, just about um, what just what the future of the economy holds, and I think I've read just as much good. And when I say good, I mean that as soon as everything is able to go back to normal, the economy is going to rebound like crazy. Um, which I hope that's true. I I'm no economist, but I feel like that's going to be true. Um, just because I think you have a bunch of people that it luckily there's still a lot of people working, whether it's from home or they work in essential businesses. There's still a lot of people working. Um, the people that, that, that aren't, 
um, some of them are going to be able to go back back to the jobs. And as soon as they can get back to the jobs, you know, you, they should strap down and really, you know, you try to build back up the savings that they probably just blew through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but that's uh, an understatement. Yeah. Um, but these people are also going to be dying to get back to the routines, be dying to get back to the coffee shops and the restaurants and all that stuff. So um, I, th- I think <clears throat> as soon as people are able to get back to it, it's going to be great. When that is, is a good question. Um, Ohio. The hard, the hard part, not to cut you off, but the hard part in my mind then is how many, because of that span and that span is what I'm watching because there's going to be businesses that can't su- survive that span. If that span yeah. ends in August, that is a totally different yep. situation than if it ends in May. But anyway. No, for sure. So Ohio extended their um their their non-essential lockdown and and stay at home and all stuff like that until May 1st uh which is another what, three and a half weeks or so um from now one two we have about three and a half weeks more and <clears throat> I saw uh was it Dr. Faust or whatever um Trump's right hand doctor or whatever i just saw something last night he's he's talking about like through june which won't surprise me either <clears throat> um i think that's more accurate to be honest just not yeah. right not saying right or wrong we all have our opinions on that i have my own but yeah i have a feeling that we're probably looking at june yeah and it, i mean it all kind of depends on where on this curve they they're going to be comfortable with letting people start going back. You know, Um, Ohio's looking like we're already starting to flatten out now. The last, I think three days we've basically had, um, was it no new cases or, or pretty limited new cases or something over the, over the last three days. So we're kind of hoping here that we've, that we're going to start flattening out. So um, maybe in Ohio, by the end, by May 1st, they'll be able to start, you know, kind of softening up on things. So we'll see. I hope so. I've, it's, uh, it's depressing going around town, seeing, seeing so many businesses with, with closed doors. Um, it would sure be nice to see people back, back to work. And man, it's just it, like, I've had to go to Lowe's a couple of times and it's depressing. It's, yeah. It well, actually, I, I went this weekend. So this this past Saturday was beautiful. It was like seventy degrees, sunny. It was it was perfect time to go do some spring cleaning, work on your yard, stuff like that. Um, I just need to go to Lowe's and grab a couple things to 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 fix uh, fix a few things. Which there are a ton of people at Lowe's. At least it seemed like there are, there are a ton of people in their cars. I do think people are pretty good at keeping a distance you know, from each other. Um, I know like I, I was in Lowe's for a little while and I never really felt like I really came all that close to anybody. Uh, but the, but the depressing thing to me is just how, like how we're treating each other and, and how we're being told to treat each other. Yeah. You know? There's like a paranoia and a weird. Yeah. I, I noticed that. And it, it kind of burns, it burns me up a little bit. There's a part of me that's like, 
if I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I need to run down that rabbit hole, but I, I can tell you that people are smart enough that even without Royal decrees and without crazy, you know, I, I'll put it this way before the governor shut down, quote unquote, shut down. Um, now he's the whole administration is going to get a massive lawsuit after this. They're already gearing up for that. Um, and tons of businesses are going to be on board with that. But, um, before the lockdown even was official, everything was empty in Pennsylvania where I'm at stores were empty. Roads were empty for the past almost four weeks. Everything was shut down. So like people are smart enough to, you know, you put risk of death in their hands. And then, I mean, a lot of them are like, I don't want to risk it, Yeah, but it is weird walking around, you know, for example, my, uh, my wife was out playing with the kids and our dog, ran ran to the road and there was somebody else walking their dog and my dog never really runs to the people but he goes to the edge of our yard and just wants to find out who they are and my wife walked up to go grab him and they're like no 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 six feet six feet six feet (laughs) yeah and so they're like freaking out it's like number one you're outside okay you're 20 feet away from anybody and why are you walking on my driveway (laughs) for real why are you why are you on my little road? And it, it, it is depressing because you already had what I would say a lot of people, I don't know, in our culture, there's a lot of people that don't really care about each other. There's a lot that do, don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm talking about, whether yeah. you see people in traffic or interacting in stores and now you add paranoia to that. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's a weird situation for me and it is it is frustrating because you can tell that if you open the door for somebody because I did that at a gas station not even thinking about it and they wouldn't walk through it's like yeah. oh that's right six feet I've had some similar interactions where it I mean I'm not I agree that we should give our six feet and we should cough in our elbows and and do all those things, but I'm also not paranoid about this. So it's not truthfully, it's not at the front of my mind when I'm at Lowe's or when the delivery lady comes to my house. So, uh, I was at Lowe's and I'm at the, the, the self-checkout thing. And for some reason, the cashier lady needed to come over and push in her little code or whatever. And, and so I'm standing there and I, I, I make eye contact with her and she makes eye contact with me and she starts to walk over and she gets about six feet away and stops. And again, the, you know, this whole six foot thing isn't necessarily at the front of my mind this whole time. So she stops and I kind of give a puzzled look and she looks at me and she goes, please move back, sir. Just, just gives me its attitude and tells me to go stand on this square that was like six feet away from <laughs> on the floor and i'm like okay that go, square is gonna save you yeah and then the <laughs> what if i blow at you <laughs> just a swift breeze so i was like okay yeah you know no problem it, as soon as she said that i i realized okay yeah and so i moved back and then the other thing was this uh on saturday a fedex lady comes up and uh i was already out in the front yard i think i was going to get rigby because who will go and try to lick their face. So I run up and I get Rigby and I pull him back and 
and she was already kind of up in the truck at that point and she comes out she was like is it okay if i if i just leave these here on the driveway and i said yeah it's fine and i'm kind of walking up up towards her to get the boxes as she's scanning them and she yeah. kind of snaps at me and says give me some space <laughs> it's just it, like it's just it's, it's just paranoid it's just paranoid uh yeah. it, it's uh, feeling in people like you can tell that people are paranoid people are and now i told her i i, I kind of apologize i was like yeah no problem and and if, and for both her and the cashier i i understand a raised level of paranoid because you're around a ton of people all day long and your chances you know my chances of getting this thing are pretty low i'm basically to my shop and home right, with an right. occasional run to the grocery store lows um but for these people that are their job is to be around other people i understand why they're a little more paranoid but um it's just it's it's a crazy time like everybody's everybody is told to treat everybody as if they are they have the plague i mean quite literally yeah and i i have a feeling i mean i've just got this feeling as i've been analyzing because there's more and more more and more information coming out I've got a feeling we're going to look back on this in, in history and say we didn't handle this the best way. That's what I'm worried about. To be honest, I really believe that we're going to we're going to look back and be like, we did not approach this scientifically. We approached this emotionally <laughs> with fear. Yep. We with fear rather than leadership coming up and offering hope and and encouragement and yes, giving people tools to be safer. You, you know, we we immediately are like because number one, we let the media run with it and the media, all they give a crap about is death and dying and fear and pandemic and all the key words that get people to watch or, you know, get locked into their station. They're capitalizing on this. And, and I, man, I just know deep down inside, I've just got this feeling that when we look back at this, after this is done, we're going to be like, why did I let the government shut everything down? And then why did I lose my business over this? Why did, why did I lose my house? Why did there's gonna be a lot of people that, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't going to be hurting, you know, but there's a lot of people that are going to be really hurting. And even if they prepared for it, you know, even if they had three months of savings or whatever, if this thing drags on to June, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, yep. there's a, I have friends right now that will lose their house if they can't go back to work and get a paycheck. Um, now, yeah, you can say unemployment and all this, but yeah, you got to get the phone call through and you got to get everything happening. And there's weeks sometimes where that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, I, our government can frustrating. handle when they handle the unemployment when there's, when it's low unemployment, and let alone right now. It's like, I, I just saw something. Unemployment is, it is last week. It's probably more now. It's 15 times higher than what it was in 2008 15 times higher i saw this this uh it was this graph of of the unemployment rate from like it was before the great depression and you see and you see these kind of ebbs and flows up and down up and down and then all of a sudden all of that just disappears at the bottom of the chart and this line just bolts straight up and it was it's you kind of put in perspective you know how many people are are filing for unemployment it's nuts it's yeah nuts. It, and it man it, it's just and it and one side of me 
looks at that and I'm like, is this, is this worth it? Or is, because it's committing economic suicide for some people worth it. But then I go and I, I, I talk to, I have a lot of family that, uh, that are nurses and doctors. And then I talk to them and I hear about their experiences on the front lines of, of dealing with this. And, and all they're worried about is trying to keep people alive. And then, and then my mind switches to over. Yeah, this is, this is worth it. Cause look at what, what they're dealing with now. And it's not even, you know, we haven't even quote peaked yet. And it hasn't really, thank God it hasn't been as bad as what a lot of the original projections were, but it's, but it, it's still bad. So, um, I definitely spent more time in prayer these last last few weeks, just praying for just just for each other and for government and our officials and decisions that are being made. Because it's, uh, I mean, none none of us have ever dealt with this stuff before. So that's the other thing we have to kind of give each other some grace and some leeway because none of us has have ever dealt with this before. Everybody's trying to figure this out, and hindsight is twenty twenty. So even when this is all over and we look back and, and we're and we wish that we would have dealt with things differently. We've had to make decisions on, on the spot with the information that we do have and we, we, and we have been given. So, uh, that's just, yeah, that's what I'm keeping in mind anyway, just as I'm trying to make decisions here. Um, I'd be curious just kind of what you know, we can kind of get off our, our coronavirus, uh, discussion here, maybe get more into, like, you know, what we're doing and what we're learning in our business and stuff. But, you know, one thing that, that I've kind of decided is, um, I'm in pretty good shape here as, as far as if I have to weather a storm for a while and business, business, thank God has been really good. And I, I, I could sit here and just keep squirreling away. Um, but I decided, you know, uh, if I do that, I'm only going to be part of the problem of the economy not doing well. If I, if I sit here and I squirrel away, probably potentially more than I need to. Um, so I decided, you know, I, I'm going to keep moving forward now as if this wasn't happening. And, um, you know, it, when I say that, I mean, you know, I, we do like a monthly custom shop Neomag. I was thinking about not doing that. And, uh, but I'm going to now and I am going to adjust for what, for what's going on now. So I probably am going to, I'm not going to do as many as I would have. Um, before all this went down, I had a, I had a couple of new t-shirts designed up and I was, I was getting ready to to order t-shirts, which is not, not cheap. No, that's not cheap at all. No. <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't, even if I sell some of the shirts, I end up giving more away. So I end up losing money on the, on it, but it's, a, it's an advertising cost. It's what I have to remind myself. Um, but still it's, it's, it's spending money that I'm not really gonna get back. But, um, but I also think the thing I have to keep telling myself <clears throat> is right now it's so important to be as a business, we should be thinking, what can we be doing to st- to be staying in front of people and continue building our brand. And um, I think more than ever now is opportunity for us as businesses, businesses to be, to be giving back and to be doing what we can to take care of each other 
because those are the things that when this is all over, hopefully some people are going to remember. Uh, so, you know, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to place an order for these t-shirts and, and since I know that most of those are going to be given away, I'm going to do like a weekly giveaway on, on my account and just, you know, give an opportunity to put a shirt on somebody's back every week. And, uh, so these are kind of things that I'm, that I'm, I'm kind of adjusting to, um, as it's going on, because I do think we need to adjust our, our, our message and what we're doing to what's going on. Uh, but I also don't think it's a good idea as a business to, to, to squirrel up and go silent and go into survival mode. Uh, unless if that's, well, I guess even if your business is in literally in survival mode, I think doing what you can to be a positive influence and, and that stuff is going to be good. Oh, what, what's your yeah, that's, that's where, where we're at right now is it is an opportunity for us to learn how to do that better, how to, how to learn how to be in front of people better. Uh, for Ridge and I, obviously we're the, the tip of the spear when it comes to creating the content and the media that people see. And so we're just trying to become more effective in that realm, but we do have a lot of ideas. I've, I've been so busy doing other stuff that some of it didn't get executed on, but I think it is important to be at least taking this time to learn. If like, if you're not out there hardcore communicating with the people that are following you or, or paying attention to your brand, at least be investing in, learning how you can do that better or how you can be better on the other side of this. Uh, you know, it's no secret for Ridge and I, one of the ways we've wanted to do that is professional media. So learning different things, we've both been in after effects like crazy, just trying to learn all the special effects that we could do to videos and call out titles and tags and all kinds of cool stuff. So it it is, it is learning and keeping in front of, the people that follow us is super important to me right now because I know that at some point this is going to bounce back and I definitely don't want to get forgotten. Um, you know, I, I want to have people's attention for as long as possible. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are looking to be entertained right now. There's a lot yeah, of people. I, that I are, would definitely are, say a lot of people are on social media. Yeah. There's a ton of people on social media looking to be entertained and that's kind of one of the things I mean, Dusty sat down last week and, and talked about is, is we came up with some ideas of things that we can do that, that are more entertaining, which we already kind of like to do anyway. So, but you know, what's some things that we can do to bring awareness to our company and our brand and our products, but be entertaining. And, you know, just, I mean, Netflix has to be and zoom, which is what we're using we'll use for the podcast like that usage just has to be out of this world there's there's a lot of people online right now so as a as an online business which even if you're not a online business but you're a storefront business you should still be advertising online so you know and and, and that advertising right now is as cheap as as it's ever been and you're gonna get and you're gonna get as many you're gonna get more light you're gonna get more views for that Oh, for that dollar than, than you ever had before. So it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of businesses that are wishing that they had some sort of social media presence 
You know, like I'm not, I'm not saying that social media is perfect. We've talked a million times in this podcast about how there are definitely pitfalls to it. There's definitely struggles with it depending on your industry. Right. But I'm just thinking even the little coffee shops, even the, the little storefronts, antique shops, whatever they are, the things that are really, I would say, quote unquote, non-essential. I mean, even, even, even some of our products you could argue are not, you don't need them to live, but some of the stuff that's more, you know, not as essential. If those, if those companies had social media presence and had an effective marketing plan around that, they'd be in a better position to weather the storm than having nothing. And, and it might weed out a lot of businesses. I mean, the whole face of business may change in the economy, depending on how long this goes to where that is a, a norm now, you know, where, where people are focusing a lot, even, even if it is a storefront, even if you have to walk in through a door to pick up a product that they will have some kind of presence and marketing plan, or even if they were just a storefront, maybe they'll have some shipping or something going on. I think we're all going to have to pivot um, at some point through this. Yeah. So what do you think is, uh, what do you think the most valuable thing is that you've, you've learned just about, uh, you know, with what you and Ridge are trying to do the way you think is the most valuable thing that you've learned. That's really, that's a tough question. Um, yeah, that, that's a really tough question. Cause I mean, are we talking like just from the skills and things we've been doing or just in this experience in general? Or maybe what's some, what's the thing you've learned that, that you're most excited to put into into your in your process or, or to get out into public when you're well one thing we one thing we've been doing a lot of and people will notice right away is the latest videos that we've been putting out on ta but and here's here's the funny thing so we've been putting a lot of work into these vlogs these vlogs are a means to an end they are essentially i'm going to call them placeholders right now they are creating and experimenting with new forms of content and then putting them up on social media so I can watch them back through different mediums. So like, I, I don't expect what we've been putting out to perform to a high level, but what's ironic is they have been performing at a really good level and I'm happy with that. But a lot of just one thing in general is I always used to shoot everything in 60 frames per second. And this is like super tech for anyone who doesn't like, cameras and stuff. So I won't go into detail, but we've been doing a lot of 4k at 23.976 frames per second yeah. and getting a different feel. It looks with so our cool. video. Yeah. It just, it, it's a totally different feel yeah. and a totally different editing style than what I've, I've ever done. And I've just been diving headfirst into videography and learning clean transitions and and making things flow properly, working on audio and, and just hours and hours and hours and hours of, of working on this stuff so that, you know, when we are free to travel again, you know, we'll get different videos of that. We've got, you know, drone stuff with Ridge. Um, I have my slider coming. I've got a new gimbal and, and we've been investing in this equipment personally and just with the intention of trying to become the best media creators that 
some of the best media creators that exist in this industry. And that's, that's what I want. I want people to look at TA and be like, those guys make mm -hmm. awesome steel targets. But then I also want them to look at us and be like, they're super entertaining. And when, when they post this content, it's going to be clean, professional. And so that's what we're investing in currently. But yeah. some of that's just because that's what we can do. Right. You know, if that wasn't a passion of mine, <laughs> I definitely, there's other ways to keep people's attention. Um, and I'll, I'll admit sometimes I put off other things in the pursuit of learning more about creating content. But again, it's a passion for me and for Ridge and it just so happens it creates sales and it's been, honestly, we've been doing good that those first week and a half of March, I was scared for a little bit. I was really nervous, but things kind of picked back up. I'm not going to say to normal, but close, very close to normal. So yeah. But just along those lines, one of the things I really want to, uh, I'd like to learn more about and improve upon for, you know, for our, our video and content and stuff is audio is, uh, I would love this. So my issue is right now, if I use a lapel mic, it's gotta be plugged into something that it goes on the person. <clears throat> so then in post, I have to go and match up audio and sync it and everything. And that's a pain in the butt, especially if you're filming for hours on end, you don't want to just, at least I don't want to just leave the audio rolling the whole time because I'm not leaving the video rolling the whole time. Uh, what I would like to do, and if you or if anybody listening uh, can guide me down the right, right path, I would love to have something so when I hit record on the camera, it starts record on, on, the, on the lapel mics. Um, There's definitely... I know it's possible. Like, yeah, we, it's definitely. We recorded a, with a guy that had this set up, and and I can go and talk to him too. But uh, but I think that's the thing that's stopping me right now is, or or that I'm I'm feeling a push to uh, to get better audio because I hate you know we do a lot of talking in our videos about uh, about our product or about what we're doing on the range right now and stuff like that. And it drives me nuts when we have this beautiful 4K 24 frame video, but then we're just using, you know, on the camera road mic. It's just right. Yeah, yeah there's like that set up. So I learned this is funny because I. So we bought a better, a really good mic, and it's a shotgun mic. We actually have two of them. And so any of the videos we've done lately have actually just been on a shotgun mic, even around other noise. I've learned a lot of tricks in the back end to get certain frequencies out, to remove certain sounds, higher, low frequencies, whatever you want. So there's a lot you can do in post. But then I did learn a trick in Premiere Pro, which I never knew. You can literally sync audio in your bin, like where you drag all your clips in. You can drag the audio recorded on like the on-person mic and the shotgun and just sync them. It does it automatically. As yeah. long as your time code's the same, it just boop, lines them right up. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't used that much, but we are going to soon be investing 
in a setup where we can have three or four mics on body that are recording full time to a receiver. And I'll give you this example. When, when Paul was out and we did that range day with Paul, I would have had all of us mic'd yeah. on our shirts. We would have had a mic and then it would have been constantly recording this range day back to a receiver. And this is all wireless. And uh, Sennheiser has a cool kit. It's expensive. I think it was like 1200 bucks for this setup. But we could have been recording the entire time. And then both the cameras we had rolling had shotgun mics. And when you're doing gunshots and shooting, we could have been using that audio off of the cameras. And if you're talking and explaining a drill like Paul and I were, or explaining a target system, you would have crisp, clear audio off of each person in multiple channels. And obviously we didn't have that. We made do with what we had, but it's those little details that we're focusing on right now. So that the videos seem really natural. And that's what I'm finding is if, if they look good and they sound good and they tell a story, you can get people's attention. I mean, you're still going to fight with what we call throttling, you know, in the gun industry, you're still going to have to be consistent and have people looking for you. But yeah, no, that's yeah. Cause that's, there's sometimes we'll film with, with, with people that don't have a lot of experience in, in front of a camera. So as they're talking, they'll turn away from the camera or, you know, it, it or they don't realize because they haven't had to edit this video, how important speaking clearly and loudly towards the, the camera microphone is. And it would just be nice to be able to, uh, us to clip a mic on them and get nice clear audio, no matter what they're doing or what the background noise is and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's the that's, whole art, art form. <laughs> yeah. That's the next thing that, that I really want to, we're going to get going is uh, it's getting better audio. And what I've noticed in the moment when you're, when you're learning and this goes for anything, really, it doesn't matter if we're, you know, right now we're talking about cameras and learning how to make content, but whatever you're learning in life, what I found is like in the moment you feel like you're not making a ton of progress. And then you look back, you know, three years in the future, you're looking back on what you've done and then you see what, what changes you've made. So hopefully that is a little bit of encouragement to people. I feel like that all the time where I'm like, I don't feel like I've learned that much. I don't, I don't feel like anything's very different, but then I go back to a YouTube video I shot three years ago. I'm like, okay, it's different. (laughs) It's definitely different where I'm like framed really goofy and half of my body's disappeared off the frame. And yeah, it, it, but it's the same with anything outside of content creation too. It just, sometimes you can't see all of your progress until, you know, you've been lifting weights for four years and then you realize you're jacked. And then, you know, I'm just telling a personal story here, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. No, I'm not jacked, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of, you do a lot of little things and you don't realize what, what it's come to until you look at, you look back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story of everything we've done though. Yeah. That's the story of business, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's success by a, a million tiny shuffle steps. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's rare that you ever take big leaps and see, you know, you know some immediate feedback. And that's, and it does, it does happen sometimes. Sometimes you'll be, you'll make an investment or make a move, make a, 
an effort to, to learn something and then all of a sudden it pays off like immediately. But that hasn't been the norm for me. Normally no. it's a slow, painful struggle trying to, to learn and, and grow. And if you think about those, those big things, it's taken a million little steps to be able to do that big thing. Yeah. Yeah. No it's, doubt. It all comes. It's just, it's one little step at a time and just kind of go back to what, just the situation we're in with this, with the coronavirus and what's going on, everything. I, I, I think, I think we're going to look back on this time as just one of those little steps. Um, or there's going to be a time where we made a bunch of tiny little steps and, and we're going to look back on it and we're going to be thankful for the, uh, for everything we learned. And uh, yeah, I think that's, it's radically changing a lot of things for me. And I, we talked a little bit about that last week and I feel like that's just going to be the theme over the next year is just, I use the word pivot because it it's an ab- abrupt, quick change to, to what you've been doing. And, and if anything, this has opened my eyes to certain ways we ran the business, which weren't bad. You know, we, we did things, I would say wisely and we, we did, we always do things ethically in our business but there's definitely areas of refinement that we can make that will allow us that if this ever happens again, to be in a little bit better of a position than we are now. Um, but, you know, I could say that, and then this is one of those black swan events that may never happen again in the course of my business career. And right. <laughs> you just, but it's still, it's why we carry firearms. It's why we train. It's why we do all this stuff, why we carry medical because you plan for things that probably won't happen to you so that when they do happen, you have at least some sort of a plan. And so that's where I'm at right now is what are we going to do at TA targets to pivot? Even if it's just a little bit of a pivot, you know, maybe it's 10 degrees, but it, or even run a wider lens, you know, so we can capture more of the landscape. Mm -hmm. I, I, what are we going to do so that we have a little more security in, in times of trial. And I don't have all the answers to that, but that's as I'm creating these videos and I'm learning and I'm watching these YouTube videos and I'm shooting videos. I I'm just thinking of the business and like what, what the next thing is, what the next step is. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, yeah. I, I think about what I think about the next things I would like, I would like for, my business to do and, and, and doing more content, um, you know, you're doing, you're doing a more, uh, successful, a more complete YouTube channel where we're putting out it. I would love to, you know, since our products are mostly like EDC oriented, everyday carry oriented, I would love to, I would love for our company to be the go-to source on EDC gear and reviews and and all that stuff. It'd be a perfect pair. It would. I would love to do that. And it's something that me and Dusty are already already passionate about. We already have a bunch of stuff. Just I could look around me right now in the room I'm in and I've got probably a dozen things that I could show to people or review or compare and stuff like that. But uh, the biggest thing holding me back is just I'm I'm also the machinist. I'm also the the visionary i'm also i've got 
employees to watch over and manage. And I've got, you know, I just, I have so many other things that, that, that need, need done right now that literally pay the bills that that stuff comes first. Um, I mean, I have video from, from weeks ago that I still haven't even pulled off the camera. I'll just sit down and edit. And I just, I haven't had, I haven't had the time unless if I start working all night too, I just don't have the time to be an editor. Um, yeah. And that's, it's probably the biggest thing holding me back right now from, from doing that, which is unfortunate because I, because I do think going down that path could be a very beneficial thing for, uh, for my business and, and, and moving forward and, and stuff. So it's, it's, it's just something I need to sit down and figure out how to make happen, whether it's, it honestly, it, it's going to come down to needing to find somebody else to, to do editing for me. That's the, that's the way I see it happening right now. Yeah, that's, I, and I was in the same, this is the first year and you know this cause we've talked, so long about business but this is the first year that my primary focus is creating content up until this i'll say the end of last year i still was doing all the sales all the customer service all the invoicing all the leo departments and military stuff and i couldn't do the content like i'm doing now and so it has been an evolution for us as well to where as we've been able to add people and kind of take certain things off of my, my table, that's when I've been able to do this. Otherwise, I mean, if we didn't have the team we have right now, I, I wouldn't be sitting here making videos. I'd be trying to get every sale that I, and I am still doing sales, but um, I don't have to focus a hundred percent of my energy on that. I don't have to build the product myself. I just, you know, Ethan keeps, stock levels up. One thing that I will say that suffers a little bit with me, number one, being completely remote, but there's nothing we can do about that. Um, and being heavily focused on content and working with Ridge to um, teach him and get him up to, you know, creating the content, creating the messages that we want is the innovation of new products slowed down a little bit. So there, there is a give and take to everything yep but and here's the t and, and here's the you know, one of the things i've been so thankful for is how lean we run right now you know just it keeps that overhead down so we're, we're going to be able to survive longer um if i have to let people go i'm not letting go of a dozen people i'm not depending on on it just it in times like this, it's really nice to, to be running lean. And yeah, I'm thankful that I don't have this big team to worry about keeping hired through a time like this. So it's, um, you know, it, I would love, love to hire somebody, you know, you know, to really head up the media side of things and to, you know, I, I pitch them an idea if you know if we sit down we come up with an idea for like this EDC type thing that they'll just they'll take it over and they'll just tell me where to be and and what to say and they handle the rest would be would be great and I think would be a valuable 
and the worthwhile person on the team. Um, but I also think just keeping that overhead down in a time like this is, is pretty nice. I mean, uh, you know, my backup, backup plan to if, if things really crack down to the point where they even say like essential businesses are getting narrowed more down and I can't come in, we could pick up and move to each of our houses, different aspects of this, of this business and still continue to run and still continue to ship and still continue to build Neomags. Um, That's kind of, that's one of the nice things about having such a small compact business is I I can still figure out a way to, to keep things running. But, uh, that's, that just gets harder to do the bigger, bigger you become. Yeah, I have, I see that firsthand. I mean, we have the, we sh- we've talked about it before in the past, but we share the shop with the roofing company. And so there's, there's multiple companies in this building that are owned by myself and then my business partners and the other companies have 80, 90 employees. And I see that firsthand targets is comparatively lean. You know, what we are doing is very lean compared to, some of these other big companies that you see in the gun industry or any industry, but I do feel more pressure than if we just had one or two people. That's absolutely, absolutely the case. But for the foreseeable future, we're fine. I mean, we could get through summer and with the position we're in right now and probably be all right. Now, if we get to August, I'll be biting my nails. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody <laughs> very, will. I'll be very nervous if we get to even the end of June and we're still shut down. And if the sales don't maintain the way that they are now, then yeah, it'll be, it'll be scary. But you know, I I look at some of these other companies in, in our industry that are literally billion dollar businesses that have 200, 300 employees. And I'm like, man, they're going to hurt just as bad or more. Yeah. Honestly, they they could potentially be hurting more depending on how much they already have borrowed to do their projects. And yeah, you know, you're never too big to come crashing and burn down. I mean, think about, think about how much money they would have to have to cover their operating costs for, you know, for millions, months man. and months and months. Yeah. Millions, millions and millions. Millions of dollars. Yeah. And it gets, it gets harder. <clears throat> it gets harder as you said to become bigger like that too to be able to put that money away. So that's why a lot of these companies run on credit because they're talking. Not to mention they, they can't stomach the fact that if they had millions in net profit at the end of the year, giving millions back to the government, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. if you got a hundred million dollars net profit or something, and you got, you're told you got to give 30 million to the government kind of stings a little bit. Oh yeah. It, that just a lot of paychecks. No and <clears throat> that just stings no matter what no matter where you are in your business, handing over that money. But I, yeah, I'm, I think there's definitely a part of me that's like, man, this really sucks that we're a really small business and going through this. And then there's another part of me that's like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of okay with it and I'm thankful for it because now the odds of this happening again are hopefully low. Hopefully this was our, once in a lifetime crazy experience and hopefully this doesn't drag out. And if it doesn't and we rebound and and we move forward, I think having a lean small business was actually a a good thing. 
this could also just be a little blip and a precursor to the big the flu happening. <laughs> the flu glue. The big the big one is still is still trailing behind. You know what? If it gets big enough that everything comes crashing down, we're all in this together. <laughs> we're all burning together. I'm I'm less worried about my business at that point. Yeah, at that point it's a uh, it's, it's now. Probably. I'm really glad I made a garden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's deer out back. I've got a suppressed 308 with thermal. Yeah, yeah. Not like every redneck and their brother won't just shoot every deer in Pennsylvania if that would happen. Yeah, they'd be gone in a week. I'm really glad that I dug that moat around my house and put, the put spikes in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. drawbridge and, and alligators. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I As far as answers for people, you know, hopefully if there's small businesses listening to our podcast, there's a little bit of encouragement. You know, just keep your head on the game. And you know, being frozen in fear is definitely not a solution to this. Yeah giving 200,000% of your energy and continuing on and learning to innovate and adapt is what we have to do. I, so. I think it, um, I, I, I thought about sharing. So I, I did that, uh, when you're at the end of the podcast here, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really get into it, but, um, I listened to a, um, like a video cast on, on like how to, shift your business and in this time and i'll just share one thing that i thought is is probably one of the most valuable things that 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 we can be doing in this time is make a business plan make a strategy make a strategy to make money over the next 90 days you know what can you do in april to make money this month and then what can you do in May and what can you do in June? I think if you can figure out a way to, uh, to make money in those three months, then you're going to be fine. Uh, you know, so it's, yep. and, and, and you might have to really think outside of the box. You no, know? it's, you know, what can, what can we do outside of selling, selling our product that, that that can bring us in a little more money because that might be the difference maker. So, um, that's not that a lot. Good. Yeah. yeah, that is really, that is really, really good. And, and something that's been on my mind and Ridge and I, and, and we, this was, it's actually funny. This was a, a part of our topic yesterday at our marketing meeting. We talked about, I'm not going to go into details because like you, like we said, it's getting to the end of this podcast, but maybe we can talk about it next week. But, we are looking at some very unconventional ways to bring revenue into TA targets, which people, when they see it would probably scratch their head and be like, uh, and then say, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know that. And a lot of people wouldn't even notice it, but the people that do notice it would be at first like, wait, and then be like, okay, I got it. This makes perfect sense. This is, yeah. this meshes perfectly with what they're saying. So it's we've had plan B's we've had plan C's I've had ideas and things that I've never executed on or moved into, but yeah, we can talk about that. If they start unfolding, I'll, I'll absolutely talk about it on the podcast. Hopefully, 
I mean, I may open up some doors regardless because it's something I've always wanted to do, but yeah, that's a sneak teaser. Ooh. Keeping people on the edge. I'm literally on the edge of my seat right now. You have me. I've been on the edge of my seat because the shop is so small. <laughs> <laughs> like I can almost touch the back door sitting here. You're basically in a little shed, right? Um, don't tell people that. Make it sound luxurious. <laughs> no, You're yeah, it's a, shed. a big shed. It's right? a shed. <laughs> it's a shed. It's a. There's a lawnmower next year, right? Honestly, no. It's on the other side of the door. <laughs> it, it it's very similar to your old shop. Add maybe another ten feet in length, but cut it in half for the width. Okay. So it's long rectangle. Nice. But yeah, this is the addition. This is. At least nice. you have somewhere to go, right? Be in Dude, I, I'm telling you, sometimes things we do make no sense yeah. at the time. You know, I, I'll be honest. When we started doing Cerakote, it was kind of just a fun little gig for us. We built this shed, we did all this stuff, and from a financial standpoint, none of that was ever meant to be a, a revenue source. Of it was more of a side gig, a fun thing that we do. It still is, but now I have this shed, and this whole thing happened, and crazy stuff things are getting shut down they're telling us to stay home and i dug a trench and put high speed internet out here like why <laughs> would i have done that yeah. you know why like a connection that's fast enough that you and i are doing zoom and it's not glitching yeah. like it used to like my internet's faster than we have at the business yeah and i have heat and i have air conditioning and i have surround sound and and a good computer here and like all of these things that I don't know if that's encouraging to anybody. Sometimes you think you're just doing stuff and then, you know, they feel like good decisions and they may not make a hundred percent sense right at the moment. But then you, again, just like the content, just like learning, just like everything else, you're looking back. Like I am really glad we built this shed because yeah. I would be ineffective working from my house because it's 1200 square feet. Like yeah. there's no room. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm happy. It's a little lonely. You're welcome. I don't think you're sick, so come on out. See if you can get across the border. Yeah. Fight my way over there. Uh, just leave Dusty at home. He's not allowed to come. Oh, nice. I'm just kidding. I want Dusty here, too. <laughs> no, but after this is done, I'm definitely coming out and yeah, hanging I'm out. Dying, because I'm it's going to be... It's going to be... Like, Ridge and I had this whole plan for traveling around and, and going to Ohio a couple times, going to Tennessee a couple times. And our whole summer is going to, I feel like, be just stuck. So yeah. this fall is going to be a good time. <laughs> Jerry's ready. Dusty's behind me. Yeah, Dusty's behind you. <laughs> we're, we're, about ready to wrap, we're about ready to wrap up here. So cool. Send them away with something good, man. Send them away with something good. Keep your heads up. Use this, use this time as an opportunity to, to learn. Use this opportunity as a time to... Uh, to help other people. We'll be right. Yep. Don't don't lose your humanity. Yep. Make sure you're you're not looking at your fellow man with paranoia and fear and anxiety. Live life. Exactly the deal. Do it. All right, buddy. Have a good week. Have a happy Easter this weekend. Yeah, that's Easter. Yeah, yeah. That's... no family this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You have a good week. Yeah, me too. Okay.